You see, our quest for excellence starts with an attitude that sees opportunity in any situation. If, if we approach our job as something we have to do, and we try to do only what is expected from us, then we're living in mediocrity, not excellence. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. You know, every now and then, we need to be reminded that as Christians, we should always strive to live in excellence. I'm bringing this up today because, as usual, whenever I speak to you, it's probably what God has been dealing with me about all week. And I believe that even though it's our human nature to take so many good things for granted, we just can't afford to take our salvation and our relationship with Christ for granted. I mean, it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to us. We need to demonstrate that in every area of our life. And we need to be enthusiastic about it, really. Enthusiasm comes from the Greek, uh, I'm sorry, the Greek word entheos, which means inspired by God. So we should be inspired by God toward excellence. The great writer Mark Twain's favorite character was Tom Sawyer. And there was this one story where Tom Sawyer was just a boy and was told to go outside and paint the fence. Well, he didn't like it, but he decided that he would make the best of the situation. So he started painting the fence with all this enthusiasm and acting like he was enjoying it so much. And when his friends came up, he started telling them how much fun he was having painting the fence. Finally, he was so convincing how much fun it was, it wasn't long before Tom was sitting back watching all his friends paint his fence. You see, our quest for excellence starts with an attitude that sees opportunity in any situation. If, if we approach our job as something we have to do, and we try to do only what is expected from us, then we're living in mediocrity, not excellence. Excellence is getting to work early and finding ways to do the job better and going the extra mile with your duties. Some of you will say something like, well, hey, man, they, they don't pay me enough to do that. Well, let me tell you something. They never will with an attitude like that. We need to be like Daniel of old. The word says he was distinguished above presidents because an excellent spirit was in him. An excellent spirit. You see, God expects excellence from us. He expects it. The word says to work at it heartily from the soul as something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing with all certainty that it is from the Lord and not from men that we will receive our inheritance. 
So the way we talk, the way we take care of things, the way we are when none of our Christian friends are around, and all these things, we should strive for excellence. And the reason we should is because we serve a great and excellent God who is exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think of. And as Christians, we're called to show his character in everything we do. Listen, God's not expecting us to be perfect. Living in excellence is not striving for perfection. It's just about honoring God with your whole life. A lot of us like to pick and choose which areas we want to live excellent in and which to be mediocre. But a true desire for excellence is a desire to be pleasing to God in everything that we do. When we live our lives committed to excellence, being consistent, having integrity, being generous, we're making a statement to the world that we are living for something greater, bigger, better than anything the world could ever offer. And by God's grace, we can show them by living in excellence that Christ is our motivation for everything. Are your Mondays as good as your Sundays? Stay right there to learn three things you can do to keep Christianity alive in your workplace. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400 lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets in hardware stores everywhere and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. But first, I want to encourage some of you today by talking about how to take your Sunday into Monday. And by that, what I mean is how to take what you hear and, and feel in church on Sunday and sustain it and apply it to your work all week. How many know that that's a challenge sometimes? You know, I don't, I don't know about you, but, but Sunday is my favorite day of the week. It, it's always been my favorite day uh, for lots of reasons. I, I, look, I look forward to seeing my friends. Uh, I look forward to praising the Lord in song and worship. I look forward to hearing the Word. I, look, I especially look forward to Sunday lunch. Um, but just like you, I know that when Monday morning comes and I enter into our place of business, things are not the same as they are here in church. 
The people are different. The motivations are different. The people we come in contact with have agendas. But I also know that as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, I cannot abandon on Monday the principles that I embrace on Sunday. So I want to encourage all of those today who are in business for themselves or who make decisions in their place of work by reminding you three things you can do to keep your Christianity in the middle of your work. The first thing is to remember that whatever you do, do it for the Lord. The Word says, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. When we perform our duties at work, we have to be aware of the fact that we are living for Christ. And if that's who we are, and if that's our highest priority, then it most certainly will influence our decisions at work. When we do it all for the glory of God, we're doing more than just expanding our spiritual horizons. Having that mindset is teaching us the kingdom mentality. Where every decision is meant to be in perspective to not just our goals, but His. Does that mean that we approach our job with our head in the clouds all the time? No. It doesn't mean that. But it does mean that we acknowledge that our work and our decisions at work have a greater purpose than other people think. Another way to apply our godly principles to our work week is to simply watch what we say. We have to watch what comes out of our mouth. If you're not sure how well you're doing in this area, just ask yourself these questions. Do my words encourage and inspire people? Or do they deflate and injure those who work with me or for me? Is your work personality the same one as the one you have here on Sunday? The Word says, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Our words are powerful allies, are destructive enemies in our Christian walk. And we have to guard our tongues and learn to use them if we're going to carry His will into the workplace. And we not only have to guard our tongues, but we have to guard our integrity at work. Your integrity is priceless. I'm going to say that again. Your integrity is priceless. We can't allow anyone or anything to dismantle it. The enemy is so successful at using integrity issues to bring our leaders down at every turn. We see it all the time. In just the last few months, a highly regarded governor and an up-and-coming congressman, for example, publicly denounced, humiliated, all because of decisions that compromised their integrity. God's Word is filled with promises for those who will honor Him and filled with warnings for those who don't. And our integrity is not something that we can be careless about. Because in the workplace, the opportunities to fall down in that area are so plentiful. We have to guard our integrity with everything that's in us. One mistake, as we've seen, and our incredibility and our effectiveness as a witness is lost, sometimes forever. And finally, we can apply godly principles at work 
by honoring the Lord with our money. It's important that God trust us with his money. I believe that God promotes those who produce. And if we're blessed with any leadership in our business life, then we should have greater vision for investing in God's kingdom than just our own. It's been said that if you want to see what's really important to someone, just look at their checkbook. There's probably some, some truth in that. But the word promises that our generosity is always a good thing. It says give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. God is telling us that when we are faithful to give, we can expect Him to bless us and to prosper us in our job or business. You know, I don't like it when people get in my business. I'm just like you. The first thing that comes to mind when people try is, why don't you just mind your own business? And I'm not trying to get in your business this morning. But let me tell you something. The one person that you want in your business is Jesus Christ. You see, we can't divide our life into the spiritual at church and the secular at work. Our Christianity involves our entire life. And our challenge and our mission is to honor God with our whole life at church, at home, and at work. And to do that, we have to do it all for the glory of God. We have to watch what we say. And we have to protect our integrity. And we have to invest in the kingdom of God. And if we do that, then I promise you, you're going to have some Mondays that are just as good as your Sundays. And that's when something good always happens. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. I love the intense brightness and durability of Nebo Tools flashlights. Listen, my neighbor lost his keys, and I asked if he had checked under the seat of his car. He had, but I handed him my Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight, then I told him to look again. He found the keys. My neighbor was impressed. This flashlight is so bright, I want one of these, he says. So I ordered him Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight. An amazing high-power 500-lumen flashlight, chips-on-board work light, red light, and red hazard flasher. It's equipped with programmable memory settings for each light mode, has four times adjustable zoom, and it's rechargeable. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the powerful rechargeable second-generation Slide King flashlight at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. Are you one of those people who always want to know why? I mean, like, why things happen the way they do? Well, I'm kind of like that. There's just lots of things that I don't understand, and I wish I knew the reason why, but I just don't. For instance, here's a few things that's bothering me right now, such as this. Why doesn't the glue stick to the inside of the bottle 
Or why don't you ever see the headline, Psychic Wins Lottery? Why do they say, put a nail in his coffin? Do we really need a nail in our coffin? Why do doctors call what they do a practice? Why don't they call it a waiting place? Why isn't there mouse-flavored cat food? And this one really gets me. Why are there flotation devices under the seat in the airplane instead of parachutes? Am I the only one that's asking these questions? Well, okay, I know I like to make fun of all the things that we don't understand, but the truth is there's also things that we don't understand that happens to us that aren't very funny at all. It's bound to happen to each and every one of us. Believe it or not, that's the way it's meant to be. Oliver Wendell Holmes said this, Trouble makes us one with every human being in the world. We all have that in common. We can't escape it, sinner or saint. The trials will come. But we know every Christian is to have an attitude and an understanding about the trials that they are going to encounter. And the understanding is this. We don't have to understand it. We just have to know that the Lord always has our best interest in mind. Our trials are many times just a test of our faith to see if that trial will unravel us or if it's going to make us stronger. To see if we'll call on Him and rely on Him to get us through it or even intervene for us or work it out. The Word tells us that we're going to be tested. And Paul says the testing of our faith develops perseverance. And perseverance or stamina is something God knows we have to have if we're going to fight the good fight. So we're going to be tested. Remember that old saying out there, a smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. The Word shares so many great stories of real people who had real problems. And you can't talk about having trials without talking about this guy Job. I mean, Job was a great guy. Life was good with Job. Business was great. He had a large family. And then he lost it all. His family, dead. His wealth, gone. His health, deteriorating. His wife said, just curse God and die. His heartbreak was real. There was no earthly sign of any hope at all for Job. And you know what Job did? Or you want to know what he said? He said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Even if he kills me, I'm sticking with God. Job saw the big picture. Job passed the test. He didn't understand why he had to lose so much. He just made the decision he was going to trust God anyway. And you know the rest of the story. Job was restored in his life, in his health, in his wealth, and his family manyfold 
But let's make no mistake, Job remembered well his time of despair because it made the blessings of God so richly appreciated for the rest of his life. There may be things in your life today that you don't understand. And right now you're asking why. You may feel like what's happening to you isn't fair. It makes you feel hopeless. It makes you feel discouraged. Well, let me tell you something. This is the very time when God wants to find the Job in you. This is the time when you have to trust Him. It's in all of our destinies to be tested in every area of our lives, spiritually, physically, in our relationships, and certainly in our finances. We don't have to enjoy the testing, but we have to trust God that they're all valuable nonetheless. I love what the Apostle Paul said. We are troubled on every side, yet we're not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We're cast down, but we're not destroyed. Paul was going to Paul is saying, we're going to have trouble. But through Christ, we're going to make it. With Christ, we have hope and the promise of a glorious, eternal future. And like Job, there will be a testing. But true to his promise, there will also be a blessing. So you just remember this. When you're tested there will also be a time of blessing in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com. 
or call 817-755-8484.